Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, come on, pull on the Lord this morning. That means they've been expecting great things today. Uh, we didn't get out of bed and comb our hair to come up here and play party. We come up here to see God today. Amen. Praise be to God. If you believe it, if you receive it, you can feel it. Somebody testify. Hallelujah. If you believe I believe. Jesus, we ask your presence to be with us this morning to heal the sick, and to save the souls that needed to be saved. We're preaching your word that you are present and you are our healer. So we pray that you come forth with healing grace today. And we thank you for what you're going to do in this service in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. We greet the congregation from Canada. I think they will be in their services next week. So they should be live with us next week. They're in their homes now. And so we greet them and we ask them to pray for us this morning. For we make no bones about it. We are preaching for the healing of our bodies. I preach that the presence of God Himself is here. He had His picture taken. He is here even as He was in the days when He appeared to the Apostle Paul. He's here in the same form that He appeared to Moses and to the prophets of old. He's proven to be Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we believe that. He is the same, and if He is here, He will do the same. This is the words of a prophet. And Jesus went forth first preaching and teaching and healing all manner of sicknesses and diseases. So what we want to preach on and teach on the next few lessons until we have a manifestation of the Word of God. For God sent forth His Word to heal our bodies. We believe in a resurrection is now, and you look at all the anarchy, you look at the lawlessness, you look at Scripture being fulfilled, 200,000 demons are loosed. You can see the physical manifestation upon the people. There's no question around the world that these demons are very much alive. They are lawless, and they're here to destroy your mind, your body, and take your soul to the lake of fire. That is their purpose. They are enemies of God, therefore being enemies of the sons and daughters of God. But we also are heirs with an inheritance and a promise. We are sons and daughters of God. Therefore, Satan has no authority over us. We have authority over him 
because our name is Mrs. Jesus Christ. And in the name of Jesus, we shall cast out demons and pray for the sick. Brother Branham, as we read last week, told us over and over and over that we were already healed by the atonement of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. In that same sermon, he said, we're going to have a prayer line, and we're going to call the people and pray for the sick. If he was praying for the sick, and he just got through telling them in the same service that it was already well, if they would believe it, what was he calling a prayer from and praying for the sick every service and every service? He was praying that their faith would lift up and receive a revelation of what God has already done for you. And he was there to enable your faith with a gift. He only enabled your faith to believe it was already done. The gift did not heal you. The gift only enabled your faith to believe properly. So I am preaching for basically the revelation of divine healing. Revelation of divine healing is after the fact. Because the prophet said, when it's revealed to you that you are healed, it will be manifested. When it's revealed to you that you are healed, it will be manifested in your body. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what we're trying to do is get the Word of God, not only trick the mind, but have the mind to open to receive the Word of God that the soul or the heart can properly believe. Once it properly believes, it will manifest itself in your body. So therefore, I want us to look, I had a little quote here, Brother Bram said, in expectation. And I want you to expect God to do something great in this service. I want you to expect God to manifest His faith to us and see healing manifested in our bodies. We've seen them in Jack Cole's services. I was 11 years old, about nine or, well, 10 or 11 years old, because my dad was still living at that time. We went to Blyville, Arkansas, and we set up in some kind of big auditorium. I was up, uh, up in the bleachers up high, and Jack Cole was preaching. I seen little licks of fire leave, just little licks, pum, pum, pum. I didn't know them, but there were demons leaving the people. I seen him challenge the Church of Christ to, how to take up an offering. Now, Jack Cole knew how to take up an offering. He had chicken, fried chicken buckets. He'd pass them through, pour it in a tub. He said the Bible said, pressed down, measuring over, running over. He'd get up there and stomp them dollar bills down. He said, now pass the bucket again. Freely you give, freely you shall receive. Big heavy set guy. Now, I don't have the faith of Jack Cole. He had a gift of faith. Big heavy set guy had a tumor. He said, while well, that lying devil, he boom, hit him in the stomach. It went down so fast, a man had to grab his pants to keep it on. He come up with one woman basically and just boom, paid her for a tumor. She went all back, and then she come back and said, Jack, that woman's bleeding, and I think we got trouble. He said, just kept on preaching. He come back and said, I think we're going to have to call the doctor, Jack. She's back there. She's really in trouble. He said, I, I, I think we better do something. He said, just kept on preaching. 
Third time, he said, Jack, we really got problems. That woman's passing blood now. She's in trouble. He said, God told me to hit her, and I hit her. Went back there, and she was well. What I'm saying is we need to trust God for big things. Now, we get up here, we have prayer lines for headaches. The headaches usually go away pretty quick. Back aches, the back aches will go away after you mow the yard a little while and exercise a little bit. And we say, oh, yeah, well, you know, one more, more. I think we need to believe God for big things, impossible things for men, impossible for the doctor, that we will know beyond a shadow of a doubt if it's done, it was God that done it. So in these services, until we see healing manifested, which is only resurrection anointing on the people. If we're in resurrection season and everything tells us that we are, there will be a spirit of healing passed through the church that every sick person will be healed before the resurrection saints appear to us. When you begin to see healing, permanent healing, coming by our scripture called the atonement, which was only made possible by the opening of the seven seals and the restored word of Christ himself being here in the church, speaking to us through a prophet, telling us that we never done it in the first place, that our names was already in the book. We were already under a covenant when we were born in this world. And now we have come back to the shepherd and bishop of our soul that healing is ours by the atonement of Jesus Christ. Brother Branham said only the Pentecostals couldn't believe the atonement. Now we know they accepted his gift and were healed. We'll get through these things in a minute. But he said, now I'm going to pass off of the scene, but healing, the one that done the healing is still here. He said the Pentecostals will not believe the atonement, and the atonement means that God done it all at Calvary. He healed all of your sicknesses. He forgave you of all your sins. He took all the iniquities. He took everything negative away from you and placed you perfect before Almighty God by the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, he said, no one, starting with the Jews all the way up to his ministry, no one would take Jesus plus nothing. But there will be a group of people restored by Malachi 4. And Malachi 4 is God himself, Revelation 10, 7, 1 to 7, come down here. Had his picture taken, manifested his presence by raising the dead, healing the sick, miracles beyond our mind's comprehension, proving that he was here, vindicating his word by presence to bring a resurrection of the dead. The atonement plus nothing. Every movement has always placed something with it. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. It's this plus this plus it. We went through it by 42 sermons. That it was Jesus plus nothing. Therefore, we want the revelation of the atonement that provided us a perfect, complete healing of our bodies, mind, and our whole being for immortality. That is the message of this hour, and it will be manifested among those who believe. Come on, I want you to pull on him this morning. Brother Bam said, whatever you desire, whatever you are, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you don't expect it, 
you won't receive it. How many expects God to show up this morning? How many of you expected me to be anointed to preach you the Word of God? How many wants me anointed to preach you the Word of God? How many wants to see the Word of God take effect on our lives, respond in the people, and heal our bodies that we can see the miracle working presence of God among us? Say amen. How many expects it? Then we will receive exactly what we expect. Amen. So I want us to do this in these meetings. I want us now, I know a message quote, I can hear a message preacher saying it already after he hears the tape in 30 minutes. I want us to think big. I want us to talk big. I want us to believe big and expect God to do big things. And I can hear the quote, well, Brother Branham said God was not in big things. Well, I think God is in big things. Come on now. I think when uh, Joshua began to think right, he needed to win a battle. You, I can go through every story in the Old Testament. All it does is build faith. Brother Bannum said them over and over and over. Joshua had a battle to win, and he began to think, if darkness comes, we're going to lose this battle. He said, Joshua began to think big. Think big. He thought real big because he said, uh, if the sun stood still... About the space of a day, we can keep on fighting and we'll wear them out and win the battle. He began to think big, so therefore he began to talk big. Come on with me. He began to son, stand still, and you know what? He believed it will, and God done a big thing. We don't know how to figure it out, but the sun stood still, or the earth quit turning, or whatever more. For eight hours, they won the battle. So he began to think big. He began to talk big. He began to act big. He believed God for big things, and when that happened, God done something impossible. Amen. Amen. Do you believe it? Amen. All right, so let's look at the atonement. We looked last week, who shall believe our report, or who will believe our report? And it said in Isaiah, who hath believed our report? Brother Branham called the report his message after the seals were opened. The perfect atonement of Christ could not be restored until the seven seals of the book of Revelation was opened. That seventh seal was the coming of the Lord to prove the perfect Word of God was real and every promise in the book was now real to those that would believe it. All things are possible to those that believe. We need to start believing that God can raise people out of the wheelchair, and we got one sitting in front of me. Here's the challenge right here, sitting in front of me. I didn't want him sitting back there where I couldn't see him. I want him to sitting up here in front of every one of you believers, because if you're a believer, these signs shall follow you that believe. You shall lay hands on the sick, and he will recover. If he has done any sins, they shall be forgiven. And the prayer of faith shall save or deliver the sick. You say, that's an old Pentecostal message. Praise God. That's Pentecost I still believe. How many believes that part? Well, Brother Bram said, don't bring all, none of that Pentecostal over here. Uh, Pentecostal far as this and that and signs and wonders, blah, 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 blah. But it didn't tell you to leave the Holy Ghost over there. Bring the Holy Ghost over here with you. Bring faith over here with you. Bring the Word over here with you. Bring your uh, prayer over here with you. Bring your heart over here with you. And God will keep on doing exactly what He said He would do. 
Notice now, verse 2, for he, I believe that's talking about Jesus. Now, Jerry mentioned it, but if you read the Scripture, you, I don't see how you can get around three or two or one and a half. The Bible speaks of two persons, God and His Son, Jesus Christ. That's all this Bible talks about. Old Testament, He talked about Him coming. New Testament, that's all He talks about is being here. God is one like your finger. He, had, he gave us a name from Elohim to Jehovah, which means Jesus our Savior. So he gave his son his own name. So therefore, when we ask in the name of Jesus, we're asking actually in the name of God that we know now by revelation that is here because he has vindicated his presence through a prophet with signs, miracles, and wonders. So we above all people are equipped as a church to be identified as a true church and a true church has March 16 active in their midst it's not active in the whole movement of Branhamism or everybody around the world that believes the message oh yeah somebody over there got in every local assembly come on now work with me don't wear out I'm not going to keep us long this morning in every assembly, that assembly should be identified by these signs following those that believe the gospel. And we're preaching the presence, so therefore, if He is present, if God is here, if the Word is true, then He obligated Himself to come and prove His Word to us and confirm that it is true so we can have confidence in doing it again and again and again. He shall grow up before him as a tender plant. I don't know what's up or not. For he, now that's Jesus, as far as I'm concerned, the man. Shall grow up before him. Now, I don't know who that him and he is, how that can be one like your finger. That him to me is God, the father of the he. You say, oh, you're getting pretty sticky on the word. That's what's wrong with us. Say what the Word says. And we'll get the results that it says it will get. As a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Jesus looked like a common person then. He is despised and rejected of men. Why? All he done was heal the sick, feed the poor, raise the dead, and done good. Yeah, but he called us serpent seed, and he called us this, and he called us that. And he was mean to us, praise God. He took a whip and beat us on the back, took our living away from us, cast out devils so the soothsayers and the uh, sorcerers couldn't have no jobs. What do you expect when we lose our jobs? We had a demon-possessed woman here, and, you know, old Paul, in the name of Jesus, just took my living away from me. Well, I say, praise God, the believers ought to be taking everybody's job away from a lot of people out there. Because if you'll watch TV, you'll see a lot of demon-possessed young people out here killing, looting, storming, cussing, and everything else. It's anarchy. It is insanity. 
It shows one young girl, I think she's about 16, 17 years old, on Facebook. She was just sobbing and crying, and she was just having a nervous breakdown, and she hated her parents, and she done that simply because they wouldn't let her go out and ride and tear up buildings. Praise God, I'm just going to have a nervous breakdown. That girl needs a doctor. She needs a deliverance. She needs to be taken to church, not to a riot. She needs to be taken to church, a good old Pentecostal church out here in the country. That still believes in casting out devils and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, I feel good. I hope I feel good for a little while longer. Come on. Surely he has borne our griefs. If he has borne our griefs, why should I bear them? Now, this is just a old cotton-picking country psychology. If you say you took my grief, then why should I carry it? If you say you paid my bill, I'm not going to worry about my bill no more. When you hand me a receipt. Come on. I want the receipt. So if you give me a receipt, then I'm not going to worry about my bill no more. If you said, well, I'm going to go to jail for you because I know you stole the watch, but I'll tell them I did. Then basically, I'm not worried about going to jail for stealing a watch. Because there's no charge against me. If you took every charge, every problem, every sickness, everything that I had wrong upon yourself and went into hell and paid the price for it praise be to God and God was satisfied with our rottenness and our stupidity and raised him up for our justification then we are to be a happy people praise the Lord we are to be able to clap our hands and praise God we are to be able to sing our song we are to be able to dance a little jig because we are free people talk about freedom we're the most free people in the world Yes, sir. We hid, we, uh, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. They thought he was cursed of God. They killed him thinking they was doing good things. These people are destroying our nations, buildings, and jobs, and everything, thinking they're doing good things. Then you ought to watch this little documentary out that come out this week. Hitler, the rise and fall of evil. And you'll see how he rose and carried on exactly what the progressive party called the Democrats now are doing in elections and what more he grew by elections by doing the same thing that they're doing, preaching the same thing until he got in charge and when he got in charge. That's when he shut everything down, began to kill every Jew, any person associated with a Jew, began to take domination and control. And if this demon now that's on these people takes over America, I say praise be to God, hallelujah, for in less than six months we'll be in glory. Brother Branham said that Martin Luther King is leading his people to a bloodbath, and we can see it coming. Because you get the spirit out of the cities out here in the country, in redneck country, there's going to be a different battle out here. While they're all shooting, whatever more, we're going to be praising God and going on up into the marriage supper of the Lamb. But we're not going to go up there sick, and we're not going to leave here depressed, 
And we're not going to leave here all glum down. We're not going to leave here worrying about our bills. We're not going to worry about grandma or anything else. Praise God, our minds are going to be opened by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That soul is going to believe that he's the Son of God and transform this body while you're looking at it. Hallelujah. You're talking about a supernatural miracle. You know, I like old Elijah. I'm going to just preach this morning. I'll be a little Pentecostal. Oh, Elijah, you know what? He didn't make things easy for God. They went down there. He got in trouble for killing the captains, I think. Every time they sent a group up, he'd call far down and kill them. And I'd go back and tell the king so-and-so. Now, oh, Elijah, he was, a, he was a pretty touchy guy. Sitting under and preaching, I imagine he could rip hide and make everybody feel good. But when they come down there as a showdown, Brother Brown preached it over and over and over. I like it because when Elijah come down and they cried and cut and jumped and jumped, he said the Pentecostals cut themselves, bleed, water more, screamed and hollered all day long for God to come, God to come, to God to come. But he said, oh, Elijah, all the time they was praying, he was thinking. He was thinking. Now, how can I make this so hard that the people cannot refuse to believe that it's God? So when he come his turn, he said, go ahead and cry a little longer. He may be out to the bathroom. He may be gone to the toilet or whatever more. And God was standing right there because he just got through talking to him. Already told him by his word what he's going to do. So what did he do? He built up the fire, put the sticks on it, and then he said, bring some water. Let's don't make this easy. Let's just bring some water. Oh, he began to think, well, that's not hard enough for God. Let's just bring a little more water. Praise God. Well, he's sitting in a wheelchair. That ought to be, what if it ought to be, well, let's just make another floor. Let's just soak it down good. Come on. Well, it's impossible for this child to get out of the wheelchair. Well, I'll just bring some more water. Let's just make it a little harder for God. Bring me your worst case out there in Dallas, Texas. I'll guarantee healing. That's when you know that God's on the scene. When you can guarantee healing, the man's not talking. When you can guarantee healing, God himself is using the man to challenge your faith to believe that all things are possible. They brought a child born from birth, wound up like a spaghetti, and in the name of Jesus, it began to unwind. Every bone went together, every nerve went in place, everything went in order, hopped out and ran down the aisle. He said, you made it hard enough for people to believe. When old Elijah got it down, soaked down, you couldn't put a match, you couldn't put kerosene, gasoline or anything on to get it to burn. He said, now if I've told you the fruit, let the fire of God fall from heaven and burn this sacrament. And it flew and they blew it and burned the eyebrows off. Praise God. He made it so hard that God done it anyhow. He made God do big things, great things, win great battles. We're asking God for a $10 raise. He can give you a $100 raise or a $1,000 raise. Just as good as he can give you a $10 raise. Amen. Oh, well, we're not used to Pentecost no more preaching, are we? Used to preach like that in conventions, they'd be tearing the walls down, swinging off the chandeliers. I think I preached this same message up there in Minnesota, and a guy come up to the altar there, he had steel braces on, preaching that morning, preaching faith, preaching healing. Preachers come to the altar, start repenting. I said, I'm not after preachers. This guy that I was preaching for, I said, man, God's going to deliver that guy and prove to these people the presence of God is here. They didn't believe a word I preached. Here come, I got him called out. Here this boy with a uh, crutch of steel braces on. He got up and walked out the back door. 
I said, oh, my Lord, here, there goes the one I'm preaching for, whatever more, and now he's gone out the back door. And was in this open building pavilion, and I could look through the screen side there. Here he was going up to the top of the hill, going to the toilet. I said, boy, I missed that. When I preached that sermon hard and got all the preachers under conviction, they all come to the altar and got converted over again. They was hugging each other's neck, and the one I was preaching for is going up to the toilet. So as long as we got to praying for the preachers, whatever more, and they was all praying around, is repenting, hugging their necks and whatever more, I seen this guy coming back out of the door. I said, well, praise God, we got hope yet. See, I got to thinking the devil said, well, oh, he's gone. But I got to thinking big. Come on. I thought if God would bring him down here and show these preachers that don't believe God can do it anymore, we'll see big things from God. So I said, God's still not done yet. He's going to do big things. So here come this boy down the aisle. He walked right up over here with his steel braces. He stood there. He was an unbeliever. His wife was a believer, and he brought her to the meeting just to be nice to her. He didn't believe the message wasn't saved or nothing else. He come up and stood right there. I said, now this is the one right here that we're preaching for. Now then we call for God to do big things. How many of you preachers believe that God can bring him out of these steel braces here? I think he had polio when he was a young boy. Every one of them stood there and looked at him. I said, I believe God is here. He'll do the same thing he always done. He'll heal this boy. Now, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever, and we have preached you the truth this morning, and you have repented of your sins, take those braces off, for God has healed you. He began to take those braces off. He stood there, and everybody... You could hear a pin drop. All these make-believe Pentecostal people didn't believe God would do nothing. I was stupid enough to believe what the prophet said was true. I preached the prophet said it. And you know what? God done exactly what he said he would do. He began to put those braces off. I said, now we'll take him out here in a lake. The lake was right out here. We'll take him out here and baptize him. They walked him out, took him to the lake, baptized him. He walked up to dinner, and they said he's still walking on today. And would you believe, we went up and sat down to dinner, three preachers got down, I want to argue over the Godhead. I said, my God, won't nothing convince you of the truth. Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, and with his stripes, and with his stripes. Ah, let me think about that a minute. 2,000 years ago, he took stripes upon his back that no man could handle. Boy, that must have hurt a little bit. How many things that hurt a little bit? So your healing didn't come easy. If he hadn't been a son of God, a unique person, he couldn't have took it. Those stripes would have killed him. But no man could take his spirit out. No man could kill him. He had to give that ghost up freely. Even when they put a spear in his side, emptied his blood and water, began to separate. Then he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And at that moment, every person that ever would be born after that minute was healed and saved by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And on the day of Pentecost, not many days forth, the whole, same Holy Spirit come back, filled them with the Holy Ghost. They began to speak in tongues and behold another book of Acts in the name of Jesus. The disciples was only a continuation of the ministry of Jesus Christ. What about today?
What about today? We read 1 Peter 2.24 last week. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins. Should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. We call this scripture the atonement scriptures. Its whole emphasis is on the physical healing and salvation of mankind. So we're looking at the atonement. This is perfect, permanent healing. This is permanent, perfect healing. This is complete. And it would not be available, as we read in the Scripture, unless someone died, took the penalty, took the stripes, held his peace, obeyed the Word of God all the way to death. And as an obedient servant who learned obedience by the things that he suffered, God's justice was satisfied. God this morning has no ought against not one person in this building. For the blood of Jesus Christ covers every person. God does not see our sins. He does not see our transgressions. He hears your voice. Speaks louder than our words. In other words, our thoughts speak louder in heaven than your words do here on earth. God hears the thoughts of the heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We're trying to convince your heart that you are healed. We're trying to convince your heart that you're saved. Once you believe in the heart... And then confess with the mouth. In other words, you begin to think big until you believe and understand what God has already said. You think about it. You begin to talk about it. You begin to believe it more. You begin to act like it, which is the hard part. You begin to confess it to those that don't believe it. You get around the people that does believe it. You act like it, you think like it, and you'll be right. The prophet said you talk right, you think right, and you will become right. Praise be to God. You said that's awful simple. Well, then how many of us has thought about healing for our brother? How many has thought about it almost every day? Because there are one body. If one member suffers, the whole body suffers. If one member is sick, your whole body is sick. Come on now. If one husband is sick, every husband is sick. If one wife is sick, every wife is sick. In other words, if we're one, and I smash my little finger, every cell in my body feels the pain. And everything in my soul says, oh, Jesus, help me and deliver me. So everyone, every soul in here should be united in faith by brotherly love to have one purpose in mind, and that is to enforce the Word of God upon this devil, this demon of sickness, that it leaves the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise be to God.
People think in this hour, and I've heard it said over and over, well, if you don't believe, Brother Bram, you can't be saved. Healing and salvation is not just for the very elect. There's a group called Foolish Virgins. They have their sins forgiven. They are sanctified. But they don't have no oil, which is revelation of the message. They believe God sent a prophet. Many of them believe the conduct message until here lately. There's another minister. He has preached for us before. Got a witness yesterday that he's quit and has gone back to the Baptist church. It's amazing to me that most of the men that was highly regarded in this message that preached around the world. And every one of them said I was off the word with this Perusia doctrine. And believing that Jesus was the Son of God. Every one of them now that has left has gone back to the Baptists. My question is, what caused you to leave it? What caused you to leave it? Where was the first thought that entered your mind that now you don't believe what you preached and lived and done? Nine out of ten that I've heard witnessed, first thing they see is the women put the pants back on and cut their hair. He said, that's a little thing. Now, that's a big thing. That tells you that that spirit of domination, that organizational spirit, run that house, and it was there all the time. Then why go back to the Baptist? Oh, well, once saved, always saved. I say, hallelujah. Foolish virgins are saved. Therefore, they could even be healed. Follow me now. You said, well, I know I'm saved. I said, praise the Lord. Thank you for your salvation. How many wants to go in the rapture? How many has got enough faith just to be saved? Now we've got enough faith for God to change our body. Come on now, think about it. We're talking about a God that has been here, that we preach that God will change this old 80-year-old body. Wore out, and he's going to change every cell in it. He's going to change every molecule in it. He's going to transform every muscle in it. He's going to clean out all the dead cells of my brain that I will know even as I am known. He's going to give me a zeal and a step of the Holy Spirit in my whole being that I'll have spirit running through my veins instead of blood. I preach that and believe that, and still we sit here and don't believe that God can raise somebody out of a wheelchair. That's what we're saying. Oh, we believe in the rapture. And don't believe that God's here to deliver someone from cancer, from a tumor, from depression, from demonology. This power of darkness that hovers every one of us. I'm not exempt and you're not exempt. You probably don't understand it, but every one of us is influenced by this power of darkness that's on America this morning and today. 
You tell me the thinking. Now, I understand policemen getting out of hand. I understand to feel sorry for the family. But you tell me about the spirit. There were thousands of people around the world gathered together, 40, 50, 60, 100,000 people at a time, chanting and hollering and burning and stealing and looting and killing because some policeman overstepped his bounds in a city that they don't even know where it's at. Then I ask you, what spirit is on these people that's full of anarchy, anger, hatred, hate Christianity, hate the church, hate the Jews, hate the government, hate the president, hate the mayors, hate the government, hate their neighbor. It's a spirit of hatred. I know where that spirit started. Because Cain hated his brother. We don't have a racist problem. We got a race problem. We got a sin problem. Something's wrong with the human heart. Come on. Something's wrong with the church. They're lukewarm. They're blind. They're miserable. They're increased with goods. They don't have need of nothing. You don't see any Baptist evangelists out here. I did see Joel Osteen arm in arm with them idiots. But he's got 50,000 people just like him sitting down there. You see, you're mean and cruel. But no, it's demons. How can any sensible person that can read your Bible think a little bit? Think big. What's this all about? This is not over police or injustice. This is a demon power taking over America. And it's not taking it over for good. It's taking over to destroy it. And to destroy you. You're the ones they're looking for. You mean us here? We, we're not nobody's trouble. We're all of their trouble. Every believer, every son and daughter of God. The devil is hunting you. The devil is hunting you. He knows he's not down there in Joel Osteen's church because he anointed him to preach last Sunday. But I'll put it like this. I think it's time to give the devil a signal where we're at. In other words, let's turn on the little beeper. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. What do you mean beeper? Well, when they got a plane goes down, they got this, what is this box in here? And it automatically turns on a little beeper signal. Deet, 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 deet. And they hunt that until they find the people or find the box or find the plane, whatever more. Let's turn on the beeper. How are you going to turn on the beeper, Brother Gregory? Well, since I'm getting late and I hadn't preached my sermon, we'll turn all the way over here and we'll get to some of that next week. Boy, there's a lot of good stuff there. Let's jump all the way over here now. 
to the atonement was opening of the seventh seal. The perusia of Christ, God's pillar of fire, was here in a form. That mouthpiece of Revelation 10, 7 said, i got to leave the scene. My time is up. But this one that healed you, that knew your name, knew your heart, this one you're feeding on is still going to be here. The only thing you have to do now is you're going to have to shift your mind, your thinking, from a gift, me, Brother Bradley, a gift to the perfect Word of God, the atonement. He sent the Logos to heal you. He sent a pillar of fire here to heal us. Come on now. And since he sent a pillar of fire here to heal us, you said, well, it doesn't seem like it's doing much good. If you'll go back to the message, Restoration of the Bride Tree, Brother Brandon brings a little story. Carrie, if y'all want to come, we'll try to close. Preached longer than I needed to this morning already. If we believe that God has restored the Word, or the interpretation of the Word, the Word didn't need to be restored, it just needed to be cleared up. That God has given us the perfect interpretation of the Word, he has vindicated that it was true with signs, miracles, and wonders. Vindication was not perfect leadership. His gift was not the perfect leadership. His message or the revelation of God's will was the perfect leadership. God is here. I must decrease, but He will lead you to the eternal land of the millennium. He will lead you. Well, since the prophet is not here, we don't seem to have the faith to do anything. The reason why is we don't believe the prophet. He showed us another law. I was listening to Brother Neville this morning. He said, and Brother Neville preached on the word restore. Brother Bram said, I got to thinking, went home, got a dictionary. He said, to restore, he said, I found out it means to bring back. Restore a claim. A claim can be enforced. Now, to bring anything back to its rightful owner, where it belongs, therefore, some way, it went away from its rightful owner. See, I was going to preach that we're sheep gone astray. We were sheep gone astray. If we went astray, where do we go from to? You had to leave something to go astray. And now he's the shepherd and bishop of our soul. So you can't go by external looks to know whether you're righteous on the inside or not. The woman at the well, she come up and she looked like a what? Just exactly what she was? A prostitute. Prostitute dresses like a prostitute because she's advertising that she's the prostitute. Brother Bram said, a lot of you women advertising it like you're a prostitute. You look just like one. Oh, we don't like that. That's too mean. Okay, go tell God you don't like how he talks. Jesus knew she was a prostitute, but he didn't look on her outside. 
Internally, she was a sheep. Externally, she looked like something else. The Pharisee, he looked like he was a holy man on the outside. But on the inside, he says, you're full of dead man's bone. Praise God, I know who you are. You're your father the devil. He was a liar from the beginning. So that soul is sheep. That soul was somewhere, left somewhere. Now then, that soul keeper, God himself, is here calling your soul by the word of God. Because if he can get your soul to respond, that means you believe from the heart. If he can get your soul to respond, your spirit will think right, your spirit will act right, and it will heal your body. In other words, we need to talk right, think right, believe for big things, trust God's word that he's going to do it. And Brother Branham give us the authority. He said, what? Like if somebody stole property and they're holding a property captive, then by a law we can go to that person and the law makes him give it back. The law of the Spirit of God is to force Satan to give up that which he has unrightfully, deceitfully taken from God. Souls of men he took from God. Souls of women, children, sickness of the body, he placed upon the people. This sickness called cancer is nothing but a demon. And Satan placed it upon one of our brothers. Satan has invaded our assembly. Satan has invaded our place of worship. Satan is challenging us whether we believe the word or we don't believe the word. How many believes that? He said, what? Sickness from the body. So then we had a scripture here that Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, if they will agree, I'll be in their midst. And if they will agree on touching any one certain thing and ask it, don't doubt it, they shall have whatever they ask. It'll be given to them. Why? Because there is the law. That's here to enforce the law of the Holy Spirit. There is one here to enforce the law, which is the Word of God. Now, the one that's here to enforce that law is the Holy Spirit Himself. Now, how about people who don't believe in the Holy Spirit and would reject Him? So you're rejecting your own peace and mercy. The enforcer is here to enforce. Amen. Now I'm going to read you something else and we'll close. All, all manner of healing, but let's go to James 5. How many knows that James 5 is March 16 in action? Now, if I can get it here, just a minute. Let's be way over here. All right. James 5, I've got it as the fourth means of healing. Mark 16 said, These signs shall follow those that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. If they hand, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. 
James referred to that in, in James chapter 5, and he said, is there, is any among you afflicted? Now, that would call me, that was me. You may be afflicted. I've got an affliction. It's a nerve one out. It's an affliction of the body. It doesn't tell me to call the elders to pray. Let him pray. That's me. I'm to pray over my affliction. Amen? Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Guess that's the reason Sam sings. He's merry, let him sing. Is any sick among you? Is any sick among us this morning? We know one, we know two. Others got sickness that basically a pill may take care of or vital may help, so we're not interested in you that much this morning. We're interested in the hard problem. We're interested in the pile of wood that's had water on it, water on it, water on it. Doctor says this, doctor says that treatment didn't work, this didn't work, that didn't work. Doctor said, I'm done. That's, that's what we're looking at. The devil is a liar. Now, I don't care how much he battles our brother's mind, he's still a liar. I don't care how much the doctor says there's no hope. As long as there's breath in our body and prayer in the church, there's still hope. Okay, if there's any second money, let him. Now, we usually call the people up. If you're sick, come up here. That's me calling you. Most of the time, it won't work. Because if you, look, let him call for the elders. If the sick has enough faith to call for the elders to pray, that's one step in the right direction. Amen? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him. Doesn't say for him to pray. I'm just reading what it says now. It doesn't say for the sick to pray. It says call the elders and let the elders pray. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's stand, would you? And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. I looked that little word up. It means deliver, save, set free, restore, Back to normal, back to original condition, back to health, back to wealth, back to the original state. Are you believing this morning? Ah, oh, the devil, he's really, he's really pressing your minds now. Now, I know it's getting close to 12 o'clock. And he wears our minds. We get, oh, you feel tired. Oh, the, it just went blank. You know what that still blank feeling is? Satan trying to talk you out of your faith this morning. That's still blank wondering what's going to happen. Instead of that, we should be opening our mouth and praising God, resisting the devil, and he'll flee from us. Let's give God glory for a minute, would you? Holy Spirit of Almighty God, we invite you into this building. We pray that the anointing of deliverance will come, rest upon every member and every cell of this body. Satan, you are a liar, and we demand that you leave in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah.
Prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sins, praise God, they shall be forgiven him, and he shall go home free. Do you believe that? And he really believes that. All right, I want Jerry. He just got through testifying of being healed. I want him to come. Roll him right up here. Randall, you can roll him right up here. Benny, I want you to come. You overcome cancer. I want somebody who's been healed. Brother Leon, you've been healed. Come on up here. You've been delivered. Our new brother back there, you was healed of heart disease. Come on, you come up here too. No women. Call them in. Elders. There's no women elders. But call them in. Brother Branham said he got down and this brother his car got stole. They sat down and he said, now we'll send the Holy Spirit to enforce upon this one. And he'll turn around. He said, I seen a vision. I turned around. And I see a young man in a car. Just think, the Holy Spirit convicted a reprobate that just got through stealing a car. Might have been a bad, backslid Pentecostal boy, raised a little bit right. But the Holy Spirit got on him, affected him a little bit, so much that he turned around, took the car halfway back. Said, now it's that girl so on for. We enforce Satan. To restore the property. It says if we anoint our brother in oil. Brother Larry, I anoint you in oil. According to James 5, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now it says the elders will pray over our brother the prayer of faith. So you agree with us out there. Our brothers will pray now, and we're going to unite in prayer as one according to the Word of God. Brothers, let's pray for our brother. Heavenly Father, according to your word of James chapter 5, according to Mark 16, you said that if we preach the gospel, these signs shall follow those that believe. We shall lay hands upon the sick, and they shall recover. We shall anoint our brother in oil and pray the prayer of faith, that you have already provided healing. You've already done the work. Now we pray that the mind opens up and believes the finished work of Calvary. May the revelation of his healing drop into his heart that out of his mouth shall speak words of faith, I am healed. Father, thank you for it. His sins are forgiven. He has been saved. He is now delivered. He shall rise up according to your word and give you glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise this morning. Come on, we can act a little bit Pentecostal. Let's praise God that it's done. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm not going to hit him in the stomach like Jack Cole. But that demon has got to go. You demon of darkness, destroyer of life, 
In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I rebuke you to come out of this body. I claim the redemption of this body by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, according to the prayer of faith and the anointing in this building, you must leave this person, this body, for the glory of God. Therefore, we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for the finished work of Calvary. In Jesus' name, amen. Get out of him, Satan. Leave this body. You are a liar. You are powerless. Leave him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's sing Amazing Grace just a minute. Let's see what the Holy Spirit will do just a minute. Amazing. Just stand right here, brother. Let's sing a little bit. Let's see what God will do. We get in too big a hurry. Amen. That saved a wretch like me. I once was one, but now I was blind. God move among this congregation this morning. May your spirit discern every sickness. Strengthen our body and anoint us. Give us strength, Lord, to use to minister to the people. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The enforcer is here. Satan, you got to leave every person out. You have been uncovered this morning by the word of Almighty God. You are a liar and a demon of hell. Now leave this building and go back from which you came in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Father, we thank you for deliverance. We curse this body, this disease. We curse every effects of it. We curse the body of it. We curse the life of it. Satan, you are powerless. We do not fear you. We do not doubt that you are gone. So in the name of Jesus Christ, may the miracle work in power. Send a fire down in our brother's body this morning. Burn every ounce. Burn every disease. Burn every symptom. Burn every problem. Burn every cell in this body. Healed. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Amen. Now, I said for the sisters are not called up here. That's true. But the sisters can pray for the sick. All right, now this is James 5 right here. Okay, now lay your hand over on someone else. Sister Betty, you was over there by Sister Mitzi. Go over and lay your hand on Somebody lay hands on Sister Mitzi this morning. Now we got two people in here that needs healing. And we want to get it done this morning. Now I want you to believe with all your heart. I want you to be this person right here. Because we're one. We're one body. We're one family. We want this body and this assembly well. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the atonement. We thank you for perfect healing. We thank you for the faith to believe. Now we thank you for the revelation that is done. We thank you for your presence today. We thank you for raising these up, delivering them from these powers of darkness, healing all the diseases, removing all symptoms, all problems. For in the name of Jesus Christ, that wonderful name that has power, that every knee must bow and every demon must give way to the name of Jesus. Thank you for the testimonies. Thank you for your grace and mercy. We ask these blessings upon the heirs of promise. In the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen. And amen. And amen. Praise be to God. Take up your cross. Take up your cross.
can do it in Jesus' name. I will do it in the name of Jesus. Now turn him around. Bring him back. Amen. The blind will see. The lame shall walk. shall raise up wheelchairs packed away hallelujah this is not revival this is rapture time hallelujah let's give God praise one more time this morning Tomorrow we'll take 15. Tuesday we'll take 20. Wednesday we'll take 25. Thursday we'll take 30. Friday we'll take 35. Saturday we'll take 40. Next Sunday we ought to be able to walk around the building. Amen. Amen. Hey, we'll believe with him. You'll walk. I'll walk. You'll talk, I'll talk. You believe, I'll believe. If we believe, God already believes. Amen. How many will think big things this week? How many will talk big things? Tell somebody about it. Praise God. How many will believe God will do big things? Amen and amen. Let's pray once again before we're dismissed. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. Most of all, we thank you for the revelation of your presence, the revelation of your atonement, the revelation of your word being revealed to us. Thank you for our identity in Christ. Thank you for the understanding that it is finished. We thank you for helping us to resist Satan, this power of darkness that floods over us. Now we challenge the power of darkness in the name of Jesus. The Bible said if we resist and Cleaving to the Lord, you'll come draw nigh to us. So therefore, Father, we thank you. We're looking for great reports and testimony of healing. Especially those, Lord, that didn't even come up here this morning. May the power of God, by just hearing the word, touch their bodies and heal themselves this morning. Let them think big things this week. Let them talk right, act right, and they will be right according to your word. So we thank you for your goodness and grace to us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and everybody said amen. 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 Take the name of the Lord with you.